podcast <laughs> number number 19 podcast number 19 it's been a while hi hi Welcome to the podcast welcome, couch. Welcome to the podcast couch. What, what happened to our uh, our sign? I don't know. I think I think we're going to probably talk about that. Or some sort of rage, rage, rage cutting, rage cutting. Uh, wow. Thank you for checking out the Impulsive Duo podcast. Remember, our content is for eighteen and over. Make sure to hit that like button. Probably be a new sign here in the future. Yeah, we're going to need to order another one. Yeah. So we haven't done a podcast in about a month. It's been a longer a month and a. It's been like five the weeks nine, or so. The 19th, so yeah, it's been a little over a month. Yeah, <clears throat> since we've done a podcast. And which anyone that follows us on any other sort of social media platform, our TikToks, our Instagrams, our OnlyFans, yeah. knows that uh, <clears throat> we've had quite interesting last month. Yeah, we have. We've had a very interesting last yeah. month. But And the funniest thing is, as bad as it was, and as much as we've went through, and as many tears and stuff as there was, I literally wouldn't have traded last month for anything and I wouldn't have ever wanted to go through it with anyone other than you. Oh. And, uh, but I mean I, I, I really mean I that. agree as far as like I think it's like brought us to where we're at and like really like brought to light of a lot of things for like you especially and like where you were at in your life but for me I mean I it definitely wasn't fun. No and, and that's the thing I don't think anyone will ever it's a sad part about healing and growing and going through trauma is, yeah, yeah, you, you, you you hurt somebody else. You cause somebody else trauma. It's all great. And wow, look at that person grow and look at that person working on themselves and healing themselves. But what about the other person who just went through it with them and the damage and the hurt and Mm -hmm. they didn't, nobody, you never asked for any of this and you got more than what you ever should have. Yeah. So we're going to kind of talk about like our breakup and kind of what happened and why. And this may be a few part series, depending on how long we, uh, we talk about, yeah, it, we talk about it. We go into detail. And I think, I mean, there's a lot to talk about because I think there's several parts of this. I think it's like, you know, the breakup and like what happened in the beginning of the breakup and then like kind of how we like started talking again and then just, yeah, everything we've been through since. Everything we've been through since. And I mean, this relates to, you know, all, all aspects of life is it's, it relates to relationships. It relates to, you know, swinging. It relates yeah. to well, dating. It relates to so much. Yeah. And then kind of where we're at, um, in the swinging lifestyle too, at this point in our life. So anyways, so I guess we'll just start by saying that, yeah, Eric and I did break up. Um, we, I mean, just, uh, we ended up breaking up. I mean, it, it, yeah. it was kind of a progression almost. Kind of. I mean, so, I mean, obviously people always ask, like, how, how, you know, did you find out, whatever, that anyone that doesn't know the story. I mean, I, Eric does have a history of being unfaithful in relationships in the past. I have known this. Um, Of course, you know, you want to believe that you're different and you're special. And I do know that, like, our relationship is much different than anything he's ever, you know, been in in the past. But, of course, you want to believe that, you know, you could never get hurt. They would never hurt me. Well, um... I I guess I was just using your phone that one day. I know you're supposed to call. Yeah, I was I used I was holding his phone because I was gonna use it and a Snapchat popped up and he gets Snapchats all the time. And I've always joked, oh, you know, all you get all these snaps because he does, because you know, everyone knows that Eric has this quite large social media following from his old TikToks, things like that. Thousands of people follow him on time. And he gets snaps and things all the time. And usually it's people because they you know struggle with their mental health and they want him to help them. And sometimes it's lifestyle related. And there's a lot of people in there and messages and stuff. And, you know, he would be like, oh, you need to talk to Candace. Candace kind of makes all of our connections, things like that. 
So I was aware of it and I did have access to all of his thing. I know his passwords. He never like tried to hide his phone from me. Um, I have access to all of his text messages because I use his laptop sometimes and all of the text messages come to the phone. And so it wasn't even like there was, I have like all of your email addresses are on, like I, everything's open. Like I have access to all your stuff. Like mm -hmm. no questions asked. Mm -hmm. Never been an issue. And I've always kind of joked about Snapchat and he's like, you can go through it if you want. And I was like, I don't, you know, like whatever. Well, I guess I saw a Snapchat pop it up and of course it like was like multiple in a row. Like this person was sending multiple messages. So I just like clicked on it and opened it. <laughs> no shame. And I saw a couple things. It was just kind of like a weird conversation with this girl, like saying some things to him and being a little bit flirty and him kind of being a little bit flirty back, I guess. I don't know if flirty, like that first conversation, I can't even, honestly, I just like blacked it out because I was like, what the fuck? And so I was like, you, I was like, you're a liar. Like I just looked at it. I was like, you're a liar. And like, I just saw one little brief thing and I was like, I just, it like just stung. Whatever it was, it hurt bad enough that I was like, you're a liar. And so of course I said something and Eric immediately was like, no, no, it's not like that. It's not like that. And we kind of got into it a little bit, but we were actually at like my daughter's birthday party. And so it wasn't like where we could have some big fight and conversations about it. So we were just like, kind of like shut down. Like we ended up going to bed pretty early that night because we were... I, we, didn't, we didn't even go to bed early necessarily. Yeah, we, we did. You we, were asleep at like 9.30. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, we just weren't talking to each we other. We just didn't really talk about it. And Eric kind of shuts down and he's just like, kind of, that's what he does. You know, and he's just like, it's not what it, you know, like, I, it's nothing or, you know, it's... I, I was yeah. really good at brushing things off. Yeah, he just brushed it on the wrong really and then tried to change yeah. the subject or anything. And I'm like, yeah, he, that's just really good at it. So anyways... So I was still upset the next day, but we had to clean up and like, cause we were staying at this like Airbnb overnight with like my daughter and all of her friends. And so we had to clean up the next day and whatever. And then he went home. And so we didn't really talk a ton the next day. I was a little bit irritated. We talked about it a little bit, but it was, we didn't really like, I think that I had, I think then East, my son came over yeah. there. And so it was just kind of one of those days where we just like didn't really talk. And then like bedtime came and we just didn't really even talk much before bed and like went to bed. He knew I was mad and, but he was just trying to kind of brush it off. Well, I couldn't sleep that night, and so I was like, you know, am I, like, kind of overreacting? Was it just one one-off thing with a girl he knows, and he was being kind of flirty, funny? Or is it something that, like, is something going on? So I decided to go through the rest of his phone and his Snapchat, and so I was up, like, 1 a.m., and I got into this thing, and, like, it was, again, I wasn't hacking. I wasn't being crazy. But, but I, knew, I knew the passwords. But even then, it's not, like, and that's what I think is, is funny, because... Our relationship always has been, and it, it is even still now, and always will be. I'll hand you my phone at any given time. Like, mm -hmm. I really, like, that's my relationship with you. That was the relationship I always wanted with somebody. And that's when you already know you have an issue, is when I look back and I was like, man, my ideal relationship is to be with somebody where I don't have to hide my phone. Yeah, you always said that and to me. That was, like, like a huge deal to me. And, like, you always you have access to all my stuff and if you don't like i'm gonna i'll give you the password I, like i have nothing well i knew the passwords yeah. i knew the password because you even changed the password to your snapchat and it was like the password that we use for like everything yeah so i decided that i was like i'm just gonna go through it and he was sleeping and so i just went through his snapchat <laughs> and i found some things that were definitely not appropriate appropriate for a relationship and for everything we stand for in the lifestyle and Things that were hurtful and lies. I mean, he'd been lying to me about people because I knew. I mean, don't get me wrong. I knew that girls would message him sometimes or send him a nude. And that was the weirdest thing is that sometimes girls would message him and send him, like, inappropriate photos or whatever. And he'd, like, either show me or tell me or I'd just be like, whatever. Like, girls are, you know, like, just randomly. And so that was the thing. Like, there's what those messages, too, or someone would reach, a girl would reach out to him, like, even lifestyle-related 
and he'd be like, oh, no, Candace makes all the connections, like, but every once in a while, something would, like, flip in Eric, this, like, other side of Eric that was seeking some sort of validation or something, and the message would turn to, well, she was giving him attention, so all of a sudden, he was, like, seeking the validation back and having yeah. these conversations with people. Anyway, so that's kind of how it started. Um, I, uh, before I woke you up, I changed everything. Yeah. Yeah. I changed. So I immediately just like, like took a deep breath and I was like, Hey, what am I going to do? So I changed our passwords to like everything. like obviously like our YouTube, our TikToks, our email address, everything that we share together, you know, the unicorn landing, like everything. I changed the passwords and logins to everything. I immediately was like, fuck you. I've, you know, we've built mm -hmm. this life is now a total lie. Everything we stand for, everything we preach in the lifestyle, everything is a lie. And I was just like, fuck you. So I blocked you on everything. Not blocked you. I put, I, uh. You changed the password. Changed the password. And then I woke you up. Yep. You woke me up. And I remember. It was like two or. Because I took that. What did you give me? Like, not an Ativan. No, it was an Ativan. Oh, it was an Ativan. Because I couldn't sleep that night. Because I was. Because you knew there was something going on. You knew. Yeah, but, and, and, like, and part of the thing is, is, like, later on, and now I've learned, like, I am really, I used to pride and think I was, like, the best communicator in the world, and, and reality was, I was a really good communicator in certain areas, and in other areas, I was amazingly horrible, and I still am bad at it, really working on it every day, like, this is, the hardest thing for well, me now is to, like, coming after you. Yeah, and, and the hardest thing is, is now is even, like, it's, I can't even ever look at you and be like, hey, guess what? I have fixed it all. No, because like I've now realized like this is stuff I'll be working through every day pretty much for the rest of my life. But we have a very good life together. And as long as, like, especially with the realizations and stuff later on that I've made and, and where we're at now, it's like I know it's it's okay to be honest with you and I can be open with you about stuff mm -hmm. and, and share with you about stuff. But it was, um, it was, it, yeah, was he... it was very it was very different. I mean, you woke me up, I remember, and I was like, I was a brain fog because of the Ativan, and you're like, get the fuck out, you motherfucker, you're a fucking, get out of my fucking house, and I remember like looking at you like, I don't have a place to go, like, I wasn't even fighting it back at you or anything, I was just like, okay, and... Yeah, like, he just shuts down, he's like, okay, I know, I'm a fuck up, I'm a fuck up, and I'm just like, and that's like his fight, like, he just shut down. And so we taught, we fought for a little bit and I was mad, but he was like still so grogging out of it. And I was like, go sleep in the fucking guest room. So you went to the guest room uh -huh. and like, cause I think you'd taken like sleeping, did you take sleeping pills too? Yeah, I took sleeping pills and Ativan. Yeah, I you were like so sleep. out of it. So I, cause I already knew something was wrong cause you weren't talking to me that day and I wasn't talking to you cause I didn't know well, especially then how to even remotely communicate with yeah. you. Um, so yeah, so I, uh, so Chino Pastor, I barely slept. I was up till like freaking like 4am or something ridiculous. So I, I finally got some sleep. But yeah, then the next day, so like you just went into like shutdown mode that you're just like, I know, I'm a fuck up, I'm, I know, and like he would talk back. And I think that was like my biggest frustration in the beginning was I was like, why? Why? I wasn't, and it was nothing to do with even the girls. Like I know who I am. It was nothing like, oh, I'm jealous. He wants younger, a younger girl or a prettier girl or a skinnier girl. And, but because, but like none of that even like, that was never even like a remote feeling I have and I never have. I still don't, you know, don't feel that way. But I was like, why? Why are you doing this? Why? Like, what is, like, what? I wanted the why. Like, why are you seeking this validation from these, like, girls who are nothing? And most of them were, like, in their 20s, like, young girls who would just reach out to him on Snapchat, send him inappropriate photos, and then I'm like, but then there would some, some girls would do that, and he'd be like, no, I, you know, I, I have a girlfriend. So I was like, 
what does it make like it was just like the most bizarre thing that I was just like why are you seeking this validation from some of these like you're not seeking validation from everyone. I know you're fulfilled like, because it was almost like he would have these conversations with them. They would last like 10 seconds long, you know, like a little back and forth thing. And then it was like then nothing. Then he wouldn't talk to him again. Mm-hmm. And so I think my biggest frustration, I was just like, why? 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 Why are you lying? Why are you? And so I was just so angry and he just went into shutdown mode and he wouldn't even fight back. And he was just like, I'm a fuck up. This is what I do. Yep. I fuck like... I don't even remember what you like. No, that was pretty much, yeah, you're like, get the fuck out, you know, and and I did normal me shutdown mode of you're right, I'm wrong, I'm sorry, poor me, me, like, what do I do? do? That was the the worst thing, and I I realize now, like, looking back, like, with childhood trauma and all that stuff of why it became too, because if you remember in the very beginning, it was like, well, what, what do I do? What do I have to do? What should I do? It was asking you that. And, like, looking back, it's because that's how I was with my mom. Like, okay, what do you want from me? Like, what am I supposed... Like, what is it? But not knowing how to communicate that of, like... I know, Okay, I know I did something wrong. Like, what do you want? Like, what, what part of the conversation do we start at? Any of any yeah. actual working like, through it. I'm like, I want to know why you fucking yeah, did it. Yeah, you're like, take accountability for what you did. And I'm like, uh... Oh, okay, so I got on the TikTok. And I made TikToks that were half-assed dance around me thinking what accountability is tiktoks and literally it was it's me oh i'm a screw up i'm a i'm a fuck up and going to poor me poor eric mode and you know it made it worse because i had learned and i had become really ingrained with realizing you know i I realize now how i kind of like not kind of but how my childhood and everything had changed me as a person of how I, I was and I, what, what I needed to work on. But like I stayed in the guest room and then that was the morning I woke up. And the first thing, weirdest thing too, is the first thing I did is I checked Facebook and you had marked you were single. And it said I was in a relationship. And your profile picture was always a picture just of you just recently. Yeah, it's been us in the past, but recently and, so I didn't yeah. change my profile. No. Um, mine was a picture of us. And so I saw that and I was like, I guess we're broken up. And he like got mad. Like he was like, well, you put yours as single. So immediately changed his profile photo. And I'm just, like, wow. Is this single? You hurt me. And like immediately, that's the first thing you do in the morning is like, oh, I'm single. Delete the picture. And it's just a picture of Eric now. Poor Eric. Look at Eric. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was so mad. And it was like everything just was, and it was like fueling it. It was fueling my anger. Like I was just so angry. Oh. So angry. Because oh. I was, I wanted... I don't know what I wanted. I wanted you to acknowledge it and not just, oh, I know I'm a fuck up. But I'm like, but why are you a fuck up? Like, what? <laughs> like, and that was the hardest thing, though, is it's like, and I will say this for anybody who ever goes through something like this, it's hard. And I'm assuming it's hard for women, too, not just for men. But, like, for me, it was hard because, like, I knew I knew there was an issue. I mean, we did a podcast, like, have we ever, ever cheated on each other? And Yeah, but that was way back in the beginning. Right, that one wasn't really. But when we did that one, like uh, the the events and stuff that had occurred through it remember in february and this is the thing like thank god like everything kind of led up for a reason i remember in february going to her and like i think i kind of have a problem i kind of got on this kick of maybe i have some like childhood trauma and unfortunately yeah, abandonment went to, issues. That's what yeah i knew i knew I, I was like I, I think i have abandonment issues because it was after we had the, the yeah. little like spat or whatever uh-huh. in no in february or no january 
and you were like, are you a female 18 and over interested in the lifestyle? Come check out unicornlanding.info or download the app on Google Play or iOS today. I don't know why I reacted that way. Like, I really, like, think okay. I'm afraid of you abandoning me or something. Yeah. Yeah, like, I knew there Those was a the conversation. I knew there was a problem. I don't just don't know what the problem is. Like, I know there's something not right in my head. Not sure what's not right in my head, but I know something's not right in my head. And, you know, that's where, you know, I have to take a... I, I take responsibility and like I, I did a little bit of work towards it of like I went to my psychiatrist who I shouldn't have necessarily went to I should have went to a psychologist and I was like hey yeah, I, th- he's I, think I, I think I have a problem I think and, and I'm all motivated I set up like 10 appointments with him every single week because I'm like I really want to work through this and he refers me a couple books and he prescribes me he wants to prescribe me meds and I'm like this isn't addressing it and then then I, just like everybody else and and I'm sure and just how I've always been in life, okay, I start to lie to my therapist because I'm not going to be honest with him because you're not helping me, so I'm just going to lie to you. And guess what? I'm going to therapy, honey. I'm working on this, and I don't want to take the meds that you're giving me because I know that's not the problem. I don't know what it is, but maybe I'll just figure it out on my own. Well, you trying to give you? Did he were like trying to give you some med because you said you even had COVID? We got COVID, COVID and, and then he was like, "Oh, you're having brain frog from having the COVID here. Take this like antipsychotic." Uh, yeah, he gave me an antipsychotic, and he's like, "What? What's that to do with anything?" Like, an SSRI and stuff, and so it's like Eric had said SSRIs make me depressed and suicidal, and then he gave him one. Yeah. And so, it's very bizarre. And so it was like I knew there was a problem, and, and that was the big thing. Is you were like, "Why did you do this? What's you know?" But and I'm like, I don't. No, and I didn't even know how to even admit to it. I didn't even know how to admit to it because I went into panic mode like I did every time I was a kid and I'd get in trouble with something. Yeah, it was like he was in trouble. Like, you were being, you were all of a sudden, like, following me around, like, sad, like, poor me. Like, what do I do? How can I fix it? And I was like, be a fucking man. Like, I was so, like, yeah, I just, I, I, I wanted the acknowledgement. And not that you were, like, you weren't, like, denying what you did, but it was like you weren't, but also you weren't acknowledging, like, what you did you were just right. you were just acknowledging that you had done something and messed up but you're like okay, what can i do to fix it and make it better and i'm like what? what that's not how it works but and and see i was raised that you know and that's a hard thing it's like be a man and she was she said that a few times like be a man and stand and it was like now i can actually admit like growing up i didn't really know what it was like to be a man or what a man should be or what a good human should be because of the examples set by my parents because anytime that they ever fought and stuff, they never fought in front of me, so I didn't understand. I don't understand conflict, and I'm learning it now in the healthy sides of conflict. But it was like, okay, I made a pro- I made a made a mistake. How do I fix it? What's the solution to fixing it? Not as in, hey, this is probably a really big thing that we should dive into and really work on. Yeah, or um, or just like, I mean, at first I was like, there's no way I'm, we're gonna work on it, but I just like wanted some explanation. Like, yeah, you yeah. Were, you were done. You were done there oh. for a little while. I was like, get the um, fuck out. Like, and it was so weird because I, and that's the other flip side of it is I, you know, I've been. I mean, that's a whole other podcast. Like, I've been, you know, so much with my ex and so dependent on these, you know, men in my life and you know, in very toxic, like abusive, um, you know, verbally abusive relationship for years and very, uh, codependent and trauma bonded, all of that. And so, but like for the first time when I like kicked Eric out and I was like, I felt so strong. I was like, I don't fucking need you. I don't need anybody. And honestly, it was like weirdly such a good wake up call for me too, that I was like, I'm okay. I could stand on my own two feet. I like, it was so... It was really eye-opening for both of us on both sides. It, it was, because, like, for her, I'd been through this before many of times. I, found, I, I realized later on, and 
through therapy and stuff that this was a very big repeating cycle throughout my entire life since my like or late teens this was a repeating cycle that I always had done and so I'd always started from scratch so for me it was like okay this is what I need to do I've been I've been here before this is what I need to do um instantly started looking for a job looking for places and stuff like this but the weirdest thing ever was and where you gained all my respect was you were the first woman that ever stood up to me in that aspect you didn't come I was used to people coming and like chasing after me and all of that, but you didn't. Or letting you do it because they, like your ex found out you cheated, but she didn't want, she still wanted you to pay her bills. You know what yeah. I mean? Like she still wanted you to pay her bills no, like, and like she was just like. Like you were firm and so I was like, okay, well this is what you want to do. So this is what we're doing. And, and you're like, fine, but I'm moving out. Like it's almost like you got angry. Like fine, but I'm, be I'm moving out. And yeah. I'm getting a job, and he, like, he went and got a job, and he, and then he even told her that we are we were fighting that one day, and the meanest thing Eric's ever done to me. This is the meanest thing, because like I don't. Like, He's not verbally abusive. I'm not. He's never abusive. said an ill word to me. That's what people are like. Oh well, you, is your relationship toxic? Because you're with him. I'm like he is like the kind. It's hard to say that because you're like, how is he kind? But I'm like, he is the kindest person to me. He's I've the ever kindest met. asshole. So <laughs> one person once told me this. And I think I told you it before. Somebody once told me that I, when relationship with me was the weirdest ever because it was the best and the worst yeah. at the same time. Like you're not mean. Like that's the problem is like you're not mean. And so you're not, yeah. So the worst thing Eric's ever said to me. So she commented because she got mad because I changed my Facebook picture and she commented on there, you cheated on me, you know, and I came downstairs and you were in the room. And I looked at you and I was like, you're being mean. And you got sat off. Like, sat off. I like stood on the bed and I was like, yeah. mean? You want to fucking see mean? And I started like screaming. I was like, mean? And it was just like, it's like you weren't gra- Oh, yeah, I was so so mad at you. I wasn't, but I wasn't, and I, that's the thing though, is I never grasped it and I never cared to grasp it, but I never, it came down to, I've never had anyone in my life except for one other person that wasn't family that had seen and heard me for who I was. And then for that to be yanked away, not because you killed yourself, but because you were like strong enough to stand up for yourself is what started to really wake me up because I didn't want to lose you. Yeah. Like I didn't want to lose our relationship. I didn't want to, I, 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 well, that's what was so frustrating about it too for me is I didn't either. And I was like, we had a whole life plan. Like we've built this business and this, you know, our social media platforms and we had all these trips planned and life, like a future we were planning and building. And we had talked about marriage, well, emotional marriage. Like when I'm like, wait, like, like I didn't want my life. It's not like, Oh, our relationship's having a bunch of issues and, oh yeah, I kind of want to break up. Should we break up? Things like that. No, it was just like, I'm happy, happy, happy. And it was like the rug was just yanked out from underneath yeah. me. So of course I was just like in this like emotional roller coaster. And so that weekend I kicked you out. So that was on, so that happened like Tuesday. Tuesday, it was the, Tuesday night was a blow up. Wednesday, then you, you kicked me out. I couldn't find a place and you're like, you can stay here for a couple days um, I don't want you here this weekend because the kids are here. Uh, I remember that. And so I just kind of went off on my own thing. Yeah. And you and went to 
So I knew I had a problem and I didn't want to lose her. And so at first I'm like, shit, you know, I default back to, okay, I'm an addict. I need to go to AA. Yeah. So then I'm even like, hey, he's an addict. Is this like a, not like a sex addiction thing, but it's like an attention addict. Like, like you're jumping to like another form of like addiction. Like, yeah, that's kind of where it like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and no, and because I, I went the, that route because I knew that there was a problem. I just didn't know what the problem was. And it was weird because every time her and I would talk, I would listen to what she said. I wouldn't give her, and that's the thing is I felt in some ways guilty because I was getting a lot out of our conversations and she wasn't getting anything back from me out of our conversations during this time. And like looking back at it, I didn't know how to communicate any of it. I didn't know how to talk about any of it. Like I would get done talking to her and I would be like re-motivated because there'd be like these aha moments, these aha moments. And she communicates the way that registers in with me of like that makes sense it gives me something to now actually kind of process work through and go this does actually make sense because mm-hmm. i knew you truly loved me and so this stuff that you were saying wasn't out of spite it wasn't out of hurt it was you trying to get your answers but you were giving me answers but i wasn't even to the point that i could give you answers back mm-hmm. and so i ended up thursday looking for uh, started looking for places started looking at places um, avoiding you, like that was the, the worst thing ever is I avoided her a ton. Um, and I, and it was out of respect because I'm yeah, like, you I know, said, get out. yeah, and you didn't want me around and like, but I would your tr- stuff was still here. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And so I would try to talk to you and like, we would talk for like an hour and you'd be like, what? And I'd be like, Okay, she isn't forgiving me, whatever, so I guess we're kind of done. Yeah, it's almost like you'd get irritated that you're like, you're not, for, like, yeah, I'm not forgiving. And I was just like, oh, my, like, I, mm-hmm. I just, it was just a cycle. It's almost like making it worse. Well, it kind of, I mean, look at our sign. I think it kind of made it worse. <laughs> um, so, I remember on Thursday, I was looking around and you're like, you know, I, I need you out of here this weekend and, and you need to get out of here by Monday. And so I was Well, like, and in the meantime, like, it wasn't just like, that's, sorry, not to interrupt, no, but like, you, just, just like, in the meantime too, we also had our social media friends and real life friends jumping in and giving their two cents. And we found out that there was a few people that were almost like pitting us against each other, would say things to me and then say things to him and like, try to like almost act like they were better friends with him and like it was just there were some other people that got involved too which was also clouding our judgment and then we were fighting about other people because then it was like oh this person said this person about you and I'm like oh well, that's funny they're saying this about you and then but he's still talking to him I'm like oh so you're taking their side and not my side like it was almost like we're all we're like starting to let these people like social media people don't even know in real life like some friends you know quote unquote and then also a couple like a real life friend kind of getting with the way of like our emotions too and like play into it and so we were like i was getting more mad at you because i thought you were like hanging out with one of our friends who i thought was also my friend but found out she said some things like it was just like it was just a toxic message yeah. you, you don't realize how toxic people are like the best friend i had he let me stay at his house on his kid's bed um for two nights and when i was talking to him he he was the best friend ever because he never took a side he never looked at me and was like dude you didn't fuck up like you're dude it's not your fault why she be so yeah never once said that in fact in fact ashley was like dude you you messed up bro like i think in in he it was like hey whatever you do you do you're my friend Mm -hmm. 
But it was never like, oh, you know, fuck her. It's all yeah. her. He, he looked at, even looked at me and was like, dude, that you, you, you messed up, bro. Like, you yeah. messed up. And I think that's how we really realized, like, even some of the friends and stuff and the people that we were allowing to be in our lives, the true friends and the true people that actually, like, have mean something to us were kind of like, man, are you guys okay? You know, obviously people were obviously, I mean, Everyone's like, oh, we're on your side, Candace. I'm like, Eric's on my side. Like, that's what people are like, too. Eric was also on my side. Like, Eric fucked up. I didn't do anything wrong. And so people were, like, kind of trying to make it this fight. But the real genuine people and our real genuine friends were kind of like, we're there for you no matter what. Like, you guys work through this. You don't work through it. They weren't taking sides. They weren't just like, you know what I mean? And they like, it was like a real. They were clouding our judgment. Like, yeah. I, I, they, they were might... letting us just talk and not like, I mean, of course, people were angry at you. Uh-huh. And my friends, of course, were angry at you, but like when I they like when I started talking and things to you again, it wasn't like, oh, you're talking to him, Candace, and they're like, oh, good, how are you know? It's like those were the genuine people, and that's what we've we've weeded a lot of people out of our lives. <laughs> yeah, we have, um, and and less people in your life is actually a good thing. Um, yes, we have discovered and, that, and have discovered that, but it anyway, was, so- and that's like what a lot of people didn't realize is like I love her, and I and I always will. Um, and I'm glad to have my life with her. And like, that was the shitty thing is it's not like just like, I mean, I've been divorced and stuff before. And it's not like a divorce. It was like, I lost my best friend all of a sudden. I lost my partner. I lost this girl I was in love with. I mean, I didn't masturbate at all. Like I didn't, had no desire for sex. I had no desire for anything. I just wanted to be with my best friend. And it, it, it sucked. And like, and that was the thing is we would still communicate. We would still text. And it's hard because when you are emotionally charged going through this, you do listen to outside opinions more than what you do when you're healthy mm-hmm. um, because you're trying to seek answers and stuff like that. And so, I and mean. comfort and attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of it. And, I mean, I bounced around so much. I was at AA. I was well, yeah, at, I wonder how you, I mean, you I, talk about all that. Like, oh, yeah. Like, so I, I end up finding a a place uh, to possibly live and next thing I know I can't move into like the 13th and this is like in the like week and a half still left of July and I'm like okay well I'll move into this place because it's kind of affordable you know okay I got a job um yeah he was looking at a new job pretty quickly at where his friend worked yeah and so I was like okay I can I'll rebound from this really easily but I didn't want to rebound like I always did before yeah, and, and I just saw him, and then it, like, it made me more mad because he was like, well, I'm finding a place. I got a new job. And I'm like, wow, that was easy for you to just move on. And I was like, yes, you're not fighting. Like, I like it was weird because I was like, I'm done. Fuck you. But also I was like, fight for it. Fight for like yourself. Like fight for what's really going on here. You're just repeating this cycle again. What are you going to go do? What are you going to go do, Eric? Just start back over at ground zero every like couple years? Well, I was. I, I, that yeah, was a he was really good cycle. at it. Starting, just, really good. just starting over again. Like that's where you're at. Yeah. And, and that was the worst part of it. But she got me at least to the point where I didn't, I didn't want it to end. And so I started going to AA, started, uh, I even went, I even, I, yeah, just some sort of, I even went to church and I don't even go to church cause I promised my mom I would go to church <laughs> and, and I promised even a friend I talked to him like, Hey, maybe I'll check out church. And I was like, it became this big thing of like, you know what? I got to find just the answers to what's wrong with me. And and I'm glad I did because along this, she helped me out a ton. And she was the one that really was like, you have a problem. You just don't know what it is. And I didn't know what it was. And I was I like, didn't know what it was. I just, yeah. knew, you just, I was like, you got to figure this out, Eric. And so like, I started reaching out to like old sponsors, old friends, and everyone would give me this little piece of like gold nugget. And I had 
one friend who, I mean, he used to live with me as a roommate. He was my sponsor. He knew two of my wives. Um, and he was like, dude, I can tell you what the biggest problem is. Like, your problem is an addiction. He's like, you seek validation. I don't know why. And I'm like, fuck. Okay, that is true. Like, fuck. That's that. I do seek validation. I, I don't know. Why do I seek validation? And then I go to AA and I'm like, okay, you know, um, I, 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 I need to start making amends. And as this all went on, the, the strange thing that happened too that had never happened before is for whatever reason my mom obviously likes you and she's never met you because I hit my mom up she sees you being like she she saw the cycle too and she saw she knew how happy and she had brought that up even in the phone call like you were so happy like what the fuck did you just do um like I called up my mom and I'm like Candace and I broke up I need help uh, poor me and poor, I broke poor up. me because like, I was very good at lie manipulating and and just turning the whole thing into poor me. I'm the victim. I'm always the victim. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm the victim here. I was very, very good at that. And my mo- your mom. Oh, yeah. And my mom finally called me out and told me to go fuck myself. So I have Candace breaking up with me telling me to fuck myself. My mom telling me to go fuck myself. And I'm like, yeah, there's obviously an issue. You're like, whoa, what's, what's the common denominator here? It's me. <laughs> and, and it was funny because, like, you know, she sent me some money and stuff and I was like, you know, I got to call her up and apologize to her. And I started making this big thing of like, you know, I at least got to start writing some of my wrongs. And so I started apologizing to people. Um, and it was funny because like even one of the friends I called, he's like, are you doing your amends calls? And I'm like, no, I've already, this isn't an amends call. So this is an Eric call. And I apologize to a couple of my friends. Uh, I apologize to my mom and it rebuilt her and my relationship real quick, which I was grateful for. But Your brother. But even through that, I found out that my brother had yeeted me out of his life, and... She's struggling with this, and it's, uh, she's scratching me. Sorry, the and, cat is on my lap. And she she brought it to my attention that my brother wasn't talking to me anymore, and I dawned on me that he's not talking to me anymore, and will have no contact with me. He still does it, and I'm working through that. I mean, I actually gotten him to text me a little bit today. I get to call him, him a letter, and I wrote yeah. him a letter and stuff. But like, it allowed me to start really addressing things in my life that I'd done that I didn't even realize that I'd done, selfish. and very selfish. And you know, through the whole thing, we, you and I talked through it. And like, even one night, she took her son out to to Dave and Buster's, and I remember it was like I can't be there, and I knew that she was a little stressed with money. I was a little stressed with money. But I'm like, you know what? It's not right. Well, yeah, because we lived together and we thought we were building this life. And all of a sudden it was like, that was ripped out from that. So I was also angry at that. I was like, how dare you? Like, now all of a sudden I'm a single mom again, which I mean, I'm a single mom. But like, now I'm going to have to pay the rent, you know, all my bills by myself again. And all, you know, I'm stressing out. I'm looking for a roommate. I was like putting an ad out. And I'm like, I'm going to have to get a roommate. Like, it was just a whole, like, I was so stressed about money. And then we had, you know, we made a decent chunk of money from our OnlyFans account. But I immediately shut that down. And so we lost all of that income immediately. Like it was just, mm-hmm. yeah, it was really Want to come help support us on OnlyFans? Make sure to check out Miss Impulsive, The Impulsive Duo, or Mr. Impulsive. All three pages. Subscriptions are available on OnlyFans.com. Well, yeah, those were super up. stressful. And I sent her money because it was like, hey, just have fun. Like you, you don't have the right to be, it's not your fault to be stressed. Like I did. Like I could, I knew I caused her so much hurt and harm that wasn't hers that she asked for that I wanted to help in any way that I could. It was so weird because I remember remember that night I told you I was sitting with her. So I used to like, when I was a single mom before, you know, and and I was dating and divorced and I, my ex and I had been back and forth a couple times, the times we were separated, like I'd even moved out a few times. You want to talk about toxic, that's toxic. 
but we, um, I just remember like, I was always felt this really uneasy feeling. Like I felt like a bad mom. I felt like I was really like failing my kids and I would have this really unsettling feeling. And it's almost like when I was with my kids, it was worse. Like I would like feel guilty for, you know, them being there and I'd be stressed and I'd be worried about looking at my phone and I don't know. It was just this weird, I can't even describe it. I can remember the pit feeling in my stomach, but that weekend Eric was gone and he was staying at a friend's house and I kicked him out of the house and I had my son and I, well, I had both my kids, but my son and I went out to Dave and Buster's and I remember just sitting there and just being obviously very angry and hurt about the, with the whole Eric thing, but also very, very at peace with who I am and the life that I had built and the business that I am building and the mother that I have, I am. And it was the first time that I looked at myself and I was like, okay. And I was like, I'm fine. I was like, I don't need him. Like, I was like, I don't need anybody. Like, I'm okay. I looked at my son and I was just like, there was none of that weird stress, pit of your stomach, anxiety feeling. Like, I felt so content and fulfilled with who I was and what the mother I was. And I was like, and it wasn't, I was very, again, upset, but I was also like excited that I was like, I'm Candace. Like, it just like hit me that I was like, this is the person that I've wanted to be for years and here I am with this almost this huge wake up call that has shown me that I am this person. I became it without even knowing it. You're welcome. But no, like it's really true. Like it was one of those weird things, even even for me, of like I didn't need her and she didn't need me. But then we were just like But we want like I wanted to be yeah. with her. It wasn't that I needed her. I've done I'd done that so many times before yeah, in my life. Like, so I can get a job. I can get a house. I'll be mm -hmm. fine. Like we were fine. Yeah, but it was like I want you, and I won't give up on this. And it was hard because like you, it used to I used to always be like me, me, me. Like look at me, what I can do, because that's how I'm supposed to fix it. Because if I can, you know, show all this and I can fix it and like let me fix it because I'm the fixer, and. Like, I didn't want to share with her even a lot of the stuff that I was trying to do in my personal life just to work on myself, to better myself, okay. and to to right myself because, like, I didn't want it to be the me, me, me show. And so it, it, was, it was hard because, like, I wanted to tell her, like, things that I was doing or things that I started realizing and stuff, and I couldn't share that with you. Yeah. Like going to AA and like all the stuff yeah. you were dealing with there and the people that you had met. Yeah, because I mean, I, I, it, and then his five year, his five, and the, like it sucked too. And I was also angry because I felt, remember, like I wasn't really paying attention to dates. He didn't tell me that day until after, but he, I found out it was his. Well, that day was a, a unique day. Yeah, that was Monday because because we got we got through the weekend and her and I were talking and it was, and I had my kids all weekend, so I was were, very distracted. I kept myself very busy, very distracted. Went to a friend's pool. You know, like, kept myself very busy. So and, I was like, I'm fine. Let my son sleep in, you know, my bed with me. So I was like, I'm fine. I'm distracted. And, and it was weird, too, because, like, I had to come over and get clothes. And, like, I wanted to do nice things for the kids and stuff. So I'd show up here with coffee. And you're like, Dutch Brothers. Dutch Brothers. And, like, I wanted to do just genuinely nice things and just be nice. And you and I would talk. And then I have a teenager. And so she, of course, she all knows what's going on. And she's just like disgusted and I'm like she hates you and then that of course then he's like because oh, they have such a close relationship like he sh they adore each other and so he's just like she hates me too oh yeah like I and I never even told her well and I, I didn't and I didn't really say anything to my son I was a little bit cautious about that because he is younger and I wasn't like oh Eric's bad or me and I was like because he even asked him I was like where's Eric I'm like oh he's staying at a friend's house this weekend like I was like we kind of got an argument but you know sometimes adults do that I didn't want to go into too many details with him yet because I didn't want it to be this, like, big, like, dramatic thing in case we... You know what I mean? Like, I was uh -huh. just, yeah. So 
And even with your, like, her daughter, like, I mean, I went and I apologized to her because I felt like I had to. Like, it was what was right. And I didn't even say anything to her about it because it wasn't to show anyone, like, there wasn't to be like, hey, Candace, guess what? I apologized to Sailor for being a shitty human being. It was yeah, like... Yeah, I didn't know. I, she's the like, one I did everything on my own just to be like, okay, is my heart good? Am I doing good? Am I a good person? <laughs> um... But we, you and I even talked, like, we'd get pissed at each other, but we would talk back and forth, and it'd be like, we, I, I remember I would talk to you, and I'd be like, oh, it was a really good talk, but then I'd get mad because, like, nothing good came of the talk, per se, because we're still, I'm sleeping on a kid's bed, and I'm not with you, and yeah, and so we would go through the whole weekend, and I end up, um, I can't, it's Monday, so I can't stay at my friend's anymore because his kid's coming back. And... You'd already stayed at another friend's house already, night. Yeah. yeah, and so... Their couch. And so I end up going and I get a hotel room. Because uh, I found that a friend that was going to let me stay with them for a while until I could get my... Um, my, I could move into the place that I was going to move into. But it was like an hour away. Yeah, it was like, like an hour, 45, 45 minutes, minutes away from work. I was like, eh. And that was Monday. And Monday was unique because that was my five years of being sober. And this is when I really realized even how toxic, you know, friends and people in your life can be when they're really not on your side. Or they're really not rooting for you as a couple or care about you as a couple. And I remember I was kind of distant from her because I didn't want to tell her it was my five years because I didn't want to yeah, do and that. And I knew it was coming, but like, again, the date, there was a lot going on. So was selfishly, I wasn't paying attention and to the that, There was nothing selfish about that. There was nothing <laughs> selfish about that. But then I was also, after all this, I was extremely angry because I was like, that five year was like something that was important to you. And I was all excited. I had never been to AA with you. I was really, you know, like really proud yeah. of you. We'd had lots of conversations and I was like excited to be a part of it with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wanted you to be a part of it with me, but it wasn't meant to be. Uh, that year. So that Monday I'm like getting ready. Cause I'm like, okay, my big goal that day was, I know that there's a problem. Like I really had identified that there is a big problem in me. I don't fully know what it is. Um, I'd gotten a number for a therapist. So I'd set up a number or a therapist appointment. Uh, it was like a week out or something like that. Or no, I know I had set up a therapist appointment the previous week and it was the next day. So I had a therapy appointment yeah, it was Monday. I had a therapy appointment Tuesday. And um, I went to AA, and my biggest goal was I wanted to tell everybody that I was a fuck-up and that I was struggling and I needed help. That was my big goal. And I'm really, like, focused on this because I'm like, okay, I'm going to admit to myself and to everyone fully that I got a problem. And I'm on the phone with my friends, um, one of them who's now real religious. I was like, you know, I just need you to keep, keep me accountable so when I'm done with this, I can at least say, hey, I did this. Um, and during this whole process, I'm like amping myself up. Like this was a big deal for me to really just honestly just be like, I have a problem. I need help. And to ask a bunch of strangers, will somebody in this room help me? And I'm filling up with gas and we were texting a little bit. And then you texted me and you're like, you can leave your stuff here until you find a place. And I was like. I don't... Like, I had a... Like, so at part, most of me was like, get your stuff the fuck out, get it out. Like, he pissed me off. And I'd be like, come get your shit out of my You know, like, of course, you know, like we do. And everyone's like, oh, you're being dramatic. Like, yeah, I was allowed to be dramatic after a temper tantrum. Yes. Yeah, you were. You were allowed to be okay? upset. we're all human. Like, I was pissed. So, I was kind of like, we were, like, you know, he was looking. And, like, things were, that morning, we were talking a little bit. And I kind of had a glimpse of, like, I could, for the first time, 
I kind of could hear the pain in his voice. It was a different sort of not poor me. It was like, I heard it. And I knew he was like genuinely trying to like figure shit out. And so I was like, just keep your stuff here because I was like, get it, you know, before I'd be like, get the fuck out. But I was like, just keep your stuff here until you can find a place like, come, you know, like, cause he was like worried about getting a storage. Oh, you were going to go put yourself in. He was going to go put a bunch of shit in his friend, one of his friend's apartments or get a storage unit for, and I was just like, Oh my God. Okay. I was like, just fucking keep it here. Like you're, hear you're, the like desperation almost in your voice. Well, because we were, and, well, through the text at least, because, like, we were texting, because we, we never talked on the phone. I kept trying to get her to meet me and talk with me, and she wouldn't. And I don't blame her. The only place that we would talk is up here, and I would shut down up here and just get, uh, she'd help me, actually, by, like, making me have eye-opening moments. Um, but she had, you'd originally done get your shit out of here by, like, Sunday, and then you post, you moved it a day. And then I was supposed to have oh, it out Monday, 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 night, Monday, yeah. Monday by five. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this with fucking AA and all this. Um, and so you had texted me, I could leave my stuff here for a while. And I texted back because I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm not, I'm not all there. I'm not good in the head at all at this moment. I'm just like, I don't know if that's really a healthy boundary for us to have. And I'm, I'm going to my meeting and you're, yeah, that, that probably wasn't the best thing to text you. Yeah. Cause he goes, well, I don't know if that's really a healthy boundary for me. And I was like, you're not even like, I literally just finally opened. That was like the first like nice kind thing I was doing during all of it. Like I was like here, you know, here's the desperation in you. And I was like, just keep your stuff here. Like, let's not disrupt the kids. Cause it was TV off a wall, all of that too. So even selfishly, I was like, just leave your shit here until you can find a place and let's, you know, figure this out. And it wasn't like I was like saying you could stay, but I was like, your shit can stay like the big stuff until you like find an actual place to put it. And you were like, well, I don't know if that's such a good idea. And I was like, here I did like, finally it was like offering some sort of nice help. And you came back, like you were like, and we also had a friend during all of this who had kind of been like, had said some things. almost instigated. It was instigated bit. a little bit of like tension between us. And he wasn't texting me back, and I knew he was going to AA, but I didn't know his meeting. It was tell his meeting wasn't till later, and I was I actually was like being willing to talk to him right now, but I didn't realize he was going to the meeting then. So it was total lack of communication. And then she's like, well, why can't you call me? And I'm like, I'm why like, can't you call me right now? I'm like, I'm going to my meeting. And you're like, oh, so your phone's broken now and you can't talk now. That's bullshit, Eric. And I was like, all you've wanted to do is talk. And now when I'm finally willing to talk to you, like you're choosing something else over me. So I thought he went out. I thought he was with this friend, this girl. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, later on. That's like the first thing through my head. I'm like. I didn't even, didn't even register that that's even remotely what you would have thought. So that day, that's when I, like, my kids were gone. I, like, thought he was, like, and I didn't think it was, like, cheating with this girl. I really didn't even think anything like that. I was, like, saying some rude shit. I was, like, you guys are perfect for each other because I was mad at her, too. Um, it was more, like, I just thought he had, like, in that moment chosen to, like, sit and have a conversation with her about things versus, like, having a conversation with me, and I was like, no, fuck you. And that's when I threw the biggest tantrum, and I went on my, like, cutting rampage. And I was like, on, a, li on just... a live stream? I'm... Was that live? Oh, you weren't live? Uh, no. Caitlin, Ka Caitlin said it was, like, live, or you said something on a I live. I sent a picture. Uh oh. See, toxic. Yeah, no, that's a, that's how toxic friend like so-called friends. I would friends never can be. do that live. I 
nicely cut this and everything he'd ever given me, I cut up and I made a nice, because I knew he was coming to get his stuff later that night. I made a nice little pile on the bed for him. About every letter he'd ever given me, everything. And I left this nice and sliced. So when he came to get all this stuff, I threw all of his shit into a box that was in the office. And I was just like, and I just like went on and I was like, that's, I was like, I'm done. And that's when the first time, that was the first time I had like cried, like just like, I've been upset and like cried a little, but it was just like, it had like finally, like the pain had hit, like the kids were, you know, the kids were gone. Like I was home alone. Like I, when he said that he didn't want to keep his stuff here anymore, I was like, oh my God, he's already over it and moving on, which it, I, I was just, oh, oh yeah. yes. And, and little like, did I know, where were you actually? <laughs> it's actually at my AA meeting and going to my AA meeting. And then it was, I got into. Do you or somebody that you know struggle with addiction? Make sure to check out aa.org or na.org. For more information i went to my aa meeting and i like was like okay i can't look at my phone i ended up asking for help and got myself an AA. Do you sponsor. look at one of his tiktoks that tiktok that he posted that day was the first real emotion i had seen on his face and that was the least fake emotion that's that's the real and people will ask like oh does this tiktok's always being fake that tiktok right there was the most genuine emotion and that's eric that i know on that tiktok right there and i was like there it is was that TikTok you posted that day? And I was just like, I was like, that's, that's, that's where, that's where we've been looking for here. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I got to ask for help. And I remember I kept blowing people off on my Wait, but you five got year. Up, but you got up on the, yeah, you got up uh, in front. Yeah. Yeah. I got to, I, I ended up talking and sharing and I'm like, you know, here's what I got my five year chip and I'm like, you know, the fucked up thing is I'm five years and I'm worse off than I was when I was an addict. And I was like, I need help. I'm repeating the cycle. I'm not using, I'm still sober, but I'm repeating this cycle still. And there's something wrong and I need help. Um, and so at the end of the AA meeting, they, they always will sometimes at certain meetings will be like, Hey, raise your hand. If you want to, if you're willing to be a sponsor and this guy did, and I went and started talking to him and started, uh, I, he took me on as a sponsee. And after the meeting, he's like, here, let's go outside and talk. Cause they're shut down. And, he, he even brought it up because I, I would just blow off what my five-year sobriety was. And he's like, no, you, you have a, a right to be proud of that. You're sober still. And I'm like, well, it isn't that big of a deal. You know, that's, that's to me what being a man was like, don't really acknowledge it. Like, that's just how it should be. And then I brought up that, you know, my wife's suicide, my dad's suicide and my birthday. And he was like, dude, you got some massive fucking trauma that you got to deal with, dude. Because they're like, oh, sorry. And they're like, no, man. Like, somebody says, sorry about your wife killing themselves. Just say thank you. Like, be okay with somebody just saying that to you. Because I, I was never okay with that. And I was like, shit, I really do have trauma. I really have a lot of trauma. Holy fuck. And I talked with my mom. And uh, I remember I was driving. And then you were like, you know, don't ever talk to me again. Get your shit out of my house. We're fucking done. So I texted you then a little bit later on. And that's when you were like, I am done, done with you. Like, fuck you. And I started texting you. And like, I was like, this, this isn't, this is fucked up. I remember I was sitting at a Jack in the Box Chevron in one deal. When I got that text and I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, fuck, where do I go? And I have these like places that I'll go that make me feel good just being there. And I remember I started calling you and you finally picked up. And you're like, what? 
And it was the first time that I'd gotten you on the phone. It was the first time I'd spoken to you for a couple days, really, um, phone-wise. Oh, that's right, because that's what pissed me off. On Sunday Sunday night, I spent the night in that hotel. And that was the night that you're like, oh, yeah, Swinger Society said I was, you know, knew I was single. I was like, I'm just going to go start hanging out with a bunch of swingers. I was like, I'm going to be a unicorn. I'm going to go hang out with, like, couple. Like, I was just like, everyone knows I'm single now. I'm getting all these messages. And he's just like. I was just so pissed that we were texting that night. And so that day. Sorry, I was, I, I hope it hurt. I knew it would. I mean, that's why I said it. <laughs> and Monday, that, that day is when I first finally got you on the phone. And I broke down on the phone with you. And I have never heard Eric break down and cry. Like, I'd seen you cry a little bit, but the cry where it was, like, genuinely crying. Like, hyperventilating, like, crying, hysterical. Like, I didn't have words. I just sat there, like, silent while you just, like, sobbed and just talked. And I was, like, <gasps> like, my mouth just, like, dropped. Like, I didn't have the words. And I was, like, there he is. Like, there's some emotion. Like, real emotion. Like, real holy fuck emotion like it was just it was like so eye-opening to like yeah like even me I was like wow okay this is what this is the Eric that I've been yelling at for the past five six days trying to wake up I was like there he is mm -hmm. and like yeah and so we talked and I don't know I got off the phone with you and I felt better and then you texted me and you're like hey um if you're around tonight no, I've gone out to dinner, remember? It's friends. Friends, like, friends going to town. Yeah, but you're like, hey, maybe maybe tonight we can, uh, talk. we can talk or I can see or whatever. What are you doing? And it was like, yeah. And so I came here, I remember, and all the stuff was cut up. And I went to Home Depot and bought some boxes. And, uh... Yeah, because you're like, what am I going to do with all my shit? I'm like, oh, there's fucking Home Depot right there. Go buy some boxes and put your shit in it. Like, I was like... <laughs> and, and I give you... I... I I'm proud of you for standing your ground like you did because it wouldn't have made me address a lot of the stuff that I'm addressing and will probably always be addressing. Um, and I remember that and like that, the rest of that day is kind of a blur. And then I remember I finally had told you that it was, did I tell you that day it was my five years or was it that night that I told you? Because you didn't know for a long time until I finally, I said I something. I you know until you came and picked me up. Yeah, I didn't. That's right. You didn't know about it. And so, I'd gone out to dinner with some friends that were in town that yeah. you know too. Mm -hmm. So I'd gone out to dinner, and, and it's amazing how your head and your heart will fuck with you. Like your your heart, my heart doesn't fuck with me. My heart emotions don't fuck with me. My head fucks with me. And she's like, I got some friends coming, or uh, two friends that we both knew coming into town. I'm going out to dinner with them, and well, they're a couple in the lifestyle. In the lifestyle, and I'm just like. And my head's going fucking bonkers, of course. You think but, I'm, like, hooking up and all Oh, yeah. And I'm like, she's going to do this to hurt you, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, no, just... One of the guys at AA told me that day, he was like, just... What would an honest man say? A person that didn't lie, what would they say? And, and for whatever reason, I kept repeating that, and I'm like, don't listen to this. This is lying to you. Let, let's just play out with this for once. And... I remember walking... And that's when you're like, oh, we're downtown. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm downtown. I'm going to go over to, to jump, and I'm going to walk around and stuff. And I happen to see you as I'm crossing the road. Yeah, I'm literally road. driving, and I was like, where are you right now? I was like, I'm walking to jump, and I was like, 
I was like, uh, let's hear a laugh. And I was like driving by. And it was like totally fluke. Like he mm -hmm. didn't know where I was driving and I didn't know where he was walking until right when he said that. And I was like, mm -hmm. and I saw you. And I was like, motherfucker. And then you're like, I was like, I'll she, she was really good about not telling me she was going over to their hotel room. That that would have actually that that moment would have I would have would have went bonkers. Um, so you were very respectful in a lot of ways, and like I'm really like processing through all this. I've, I've, I'm getting now prepared for therapy tomorrow. I found another therapist. Like I set up multiple therapy appointments with different therapists. Like just I, I needed help. I knew that. And it was, I, I, I hung out there and then finally you had texted me and you're like, do you want to come pick me up? Well, yeah, I actually to the hotel room, so I had a couple drinks. And at that point I was like, well, I can't drive. And selfishly, I was like, mm, I got a DD right here. I don't come get me. So I, I came and got her. And I'm, that was like really like the first time I saw her. And I just. He looked awful. Yeah, I felt awful. I hadn't been eating much. I, I've been I hadn't seen you in like five days. Yeah. And you hadn't, he, what, you'd lost like 10 pounds uh -huh. in five days. He looked horrible. Like his clothes were, he just looked like, he looked terrible. Uh -huh. like, and, and here I am in the hotel room with two people that we know. And I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And thankfully, thankfully the fountain thing in the room or whatever wasn't working so I could fill that up with water. Like, thank Thank you. Whoever's out there, whatever greater power's out there, thank you for that. Because it gave me something to do instead of just being like, what the fuck do I do right now? Right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, then finally we end up leaving. And that's when I told you I'd been, that was my five years. And then you were mad because you're like, why didn't our one friend who was supposedly friends with us both as she's losing her shit on Monday, and I'm losing my shit on Monday, didn't wasn't really a friend and didn't say, hey, you know, he probably's not gonna get too much a hold of you right now because like it's his five years and this is what he's trying to accomplish. And because she, the, that person, she, it's a she. She was one of the people I told, hey, I want you to hold me accountable so when I get out. Like I had multiple people to call to be like, hey, I asked for help, but didn't tell her any of that. Whatsoever. Yeah, she was starting to just like put it against it. every time I would talk to her. Yeah, she would be like, "Oh, well, you know, Candace, he did this." I'm like, "I know, I still talk to Eric." Like it was almost like she was acting like all of a sudden she knew him better, and she had this like upper hand against me. Like, and she and then I was like, "Yeah, fuck you." Like already, yeah, I was like, "No, dude, fuck, you're not a fucking friend. Mm -hmm. Fuck you." Like you're acting like you want him, and I knew she used to want you, so it was kind of I was just like, "Yeah, no, you're not my friend." And I, and Eric started to see her kind of like pitting us against each other too. And like, well, especially that night when you and I actually had the night together and then the next day and we mm -hmm. were talking and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And she's like, got mad that we were hanging out. Remember? Mm -hmm. She's like, you guys are confusing. You know, that's probably not a good idea. And I'm, we're like, we're mm -hmm. two adults having a, oh, I was like, what are we doing? Listening to like, yeah, what are we doing? That, that's when we actually started really cutting people out of our life. And I cut a lot of people out of my life of like. What am I doing listening to these people that have don't have my interests in my life? Like, instead of just being a friend and supporting me in whatever I do, they have to keep throwing in their two cents. Yeah. And uh, that night, then we actually had a night together, and I spent the night with you. And we, like, I remember just falling asleep next to you, and I was happy. And waking up the next morning. 
Yeah. And he like kept, and he was like, you know, you know, you know what they do when they try to get you, you know, they're trying to like be nice and stuff. So he was like, I'm gonna go get you Dutch. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, you I need to milk that still. Can I still keep milking that? Yes, you can. I need coffee. I, 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 I drank most of all of our coffee so I could get you Dutch tomorrow. Anyhow, um, that's already in, in my brain. Um, no, for like tomorrow, tomorrow. Like really tomorrow. Yeah, we like need really Dutch. tomorrow. We need Dutch in the morning. Um, and so I, uh, I still had my therapy appointment, so, but her and I started finally talking, and it was constructive talking, and I told her, and I started telling you, like, I have a problem, and I, even then I didn't know, and I was like, hey, I have therapy and stuff today, and, like, we were still very distant in, in a lot of ways with each other, and then I had my first therapy appointment, my big thing there was, I have to be honest with my therapist, and it was the most honest I'd ever been with a therapist, and it was the most rewarding therapy session I'd ever had in my entire life, and I'm 40. At that time, I was still 41, but in 41 years, I literally have been in therapy since I was 13 on and off, was the first time I actually got out of therapy and was like, oh my God, I had notes and I had books I could read now and I had tools. And I'm like, I literally saw kind of like a light at the end of the tunnel and everything I kept bringing up, she could dissect it and just be like no it doesn't work this way and this is actually how it works and here's why you're feeling this way and all of a sudden I started realizing like yeah I do have childhood trauma yeah my, my wife's and my dad's suicide did fuck me up holy shit my mom fucked me up this way and this is why I've had this repeating relationship like and I remember even on the phone with you like I was just so excited of just like my brain hurt like of just so much of like I can I can't fix myself overnight but I can go through a process and really start to become a better human being. Well, and address like the reason, the whys, yeah. and the yeah, and why why were you seeking this like attention and validation from other people? And yeah, and and why do I keep? I know, and then people are like, oh, and then you know, and then I we deal with so much of the drama, you know, on social media, and people are like, oh, he's just gonna do it again. He is who he is. I'm like, okay, well, you don't sit here with Eric every day and talk to him and like i know eric i don't care They're, i mean i've literally had people on tiktok tell me they've known him longer because they've followed him on tiktok longer and they know him better than me i've lived with the person i see the good the bad and the ugly I'm, i can see through bullshit i'm a pretty smart fucking person i can see through his bullshit and that's why i like sitting here sitting there and hearing all this and talking to him and hearing him be very vulnerable and all, all honest and open and it was just like and then people are like, why do you take it back? Why? And I'm like, girl, that's like a fucking two-hour podcast, probably. Like, <laughs> I'm like, really? Like, you have no idea the 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 depth of the conversations and the the emotions and the things that we've been through. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, the, it was a lot. Like the, the hours of talking. The you know what I mean? I was like, uh, that's not really something I could just answer. Like, oh, he's just changed. Eric's just changed and he's not going to do it again. He's sorry. I'm not fucking stupid. That's why I hate when people treat me like that, like on social media. I'm like, I'm not fucking dumb. And if you do hurt me again, that's like, that's my own, like, then I'd be mad at my, you know what I mean? I'm mm -hmm. like, what? All these strangers on the internet that don't know me or know you, like genuinely know you, like they don't really have like a right to have an opinion about it. I mm -hmm. mean, they could, people could give their opinion, but yeah, people don't know, and that's why I don't let, because I know who you are and the conversations that we've had and things that I've seen, and that's why I'm... You're here. That's why I'm here, and, yeah, and I'm, I'm here. I'm with... You're my best friend, and I... Sometimes it's more than just, oh, I took my boyfriend back because I'm toxic, and I'm sad and lonely, and I need him in my life. 
no, he's also my best friend and I'm seeing him have some realizations and I do love him and I'm here with him through this. Like that's the other thing to it is like, why can't you just be my partner and my best friend also? And we go through this together and we work on it. And does it mean that could things, something happen and not be perfect? Yes. We're human. But in this moment, like I am so sick of people just, I don't know, like, why am I not allowed to make a mistake or be human or enjoy my life and work with my best friend through this? I think people do it yeah. out of two reasons. I think a lot of people do it out of, of wishing that they had that in their life or, you know. Or just hatred, hating their own just, life. Just yeah, hatred, hating their own life, too. I'm not, I don't really let them bother me, but it's just so annoying when people are like, I, you just know I don't like it when people like belittle me or whatever. Oh, I know. And, you have, and they shouldn't because they have no idea literally how strong you are of what you've been through. Even standing up with to me and, and you've helped me. You know, and it's not weak to say, like, you're my partner in life. Like, you've helped me. And, you know, even even down to the point of, like, to have somebody that I can share stuff with and be real with. Like, even as, as early, uh, like, yesterday, I have a conversation stuff with my mom, and I get to talk to her about it. Sorry. I would just hate to, like, be us be filming, yeah. and I, like, <laughs> it, like, stopped. But, but even talk to her about it and be able to relate it back to, like, hey, I can't fix it. Like, I can at least identify now, like, like things that, that of why I am the way I am or different different things in life. Um, because I just went through it again yesterday and I could share with you about it and be yeah, like. Yeah, you were much more, like, vulnerable and open. And you were much more vulnerable and open with your mom, even. Yeah. Like, your mom did something that kind of upset you and said something. And instead of just, like, stewing on it and being all, like, see, I know that's how she was. You're, like, you called her out a little mm -hmm. bit. And you had a conversation with her about it. And you got you addressed it. And I think that was probably even eye-opening for her. But she was, like, oh, wow. Like, she probably felt kind of bad that she, like. Mm, well, she did. <laughs> and it wasn't to make her feel bad, though. It was just no, like, but hey, it was is... kind of, like, hey, like, I, you know, I know. Yeah, no. Yeah, and. You know, and then through that, you know, we slowly just started. Well, and like we talked, yeah, we talked about like it. this Eric is, yeah, you still have some things you're working on from your childhood and, you know, trying to, you know, please your, your mom and please others and not be abandoned and by and the world yeah, and rejected by the world and just. Why does no one love me? But this Eric over here in his head knows that that's all a lie. And so we need to work on that, you know, Eric's working on this Eric being in control of his emotions and every you know thinking before he acts and you know do i feel good about about the person do, i am and yeah i mean that's what it's really come down to is do you feel good every night you go to sleep like were you a good a good human being that day and it was cool because the more i was it was so weird the more i was more I'm vulnerable with her the more i'm real with her the better our relationship is and the stronger our relationship is and the more trust i have that she isn't just going to abandoned she isn't going to do stuff that my brain tells me she will yeah like obviously and i love you i'm here because i want to be here with you i don't need you i want to be with you i want to work through things and i think we're strong enough to do it um but i also i mean i still struggle too like i mean this all and again is it only just the eric show i was no, there too th that's the whole thing and that's the thing that I, and like that's where my brain goes to now and stresses about now because i'm like are you working through what i've done to you are you like, what, what, what more can I do for what I've done to you to help you through that? Like, I can't go through it with you, but like, 
like, is there anything you want to talk to me about? Is there like, and, and I do stress about it a little bit because like, I know that we haven't touched any of that a whole lot. Well, we have some, little, but I just know that if something bit. comes up, like I try not to, it, I do catch myself. Like if I see like a, you know, a text pop up on his phone or like there will be times where I could, you know, or whatever. And I'm like catching myself when I ask and like, I, and, and be like, Oh, I don't want to be crazy. But like, no, I have the right. And not being crazy. Like I have the right to like, my feelings are valid and I have the right to, question things if I feel like I need they need to be questioned or I have the right to like even like there'll be every once in a while something will pop up about like even one of the conversations I saw with him and one of the girls on Snapchat I like couldn't stop thinking about it one day like a certain like something was said and I was like I have a right to tell you so I was like I was like and I couldn't even find the message I literally went through everything to try and find that because I have a screenshot Huh? I have a screenshot of it. No, no, not that mess. Those messages. Remember the one day where you're like, "What? What did she ask you for a selfie or something like that?" And I'm like, "Huh?" Because I didn't. And I like literally was going through all my messages. Oh, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about oh. one of the messages on Snap. And I was like, you know, like I just feel like so my feelings are valid. And I'll yeah. throw out little jabs here and there to just be kind of funny. But I think it's also my way of like processing and protecting yeah. myself. And he allows that. He's not like, oh, are you just going to get over it? Are you just going to keep holding it against me? Because it's not like I'm just, like, continually doing it. But he's like, that's valid. Your feelings are valid. Like, do you no, want to talk about if, that? And if it takes our whole relationship of everyday work, like, I'm more than willing to do because I want to be with you. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing I don't think people get is that when you want to be with somebody... There's no time frame to it all of a sudden. Like, I used to always live life by a time frame. Mm-hmm. And with you, it's not a time. If she's not, like, if it takes her a week to process this, or if it takes her 10 years to process and go through this, I'll go through it with her because I want to be with her. It's not, I don't need her for anything. I just, I, I want to be with my best friend. I want to be with the person I have the most amazing sex with. I want to, you know what I mean though? Like yeah, I, that's uh, a lot of things you think about after you separate. You're like, fuck you. I don't need you. I'm just, I was like, I'm just going to go off and be a unicorn and be single. Look at all this attention I was getting. Like it was great for like two days. And then I'm like, wait, no, I still like, I like my partner and my best friend. And I my want sex, my human. My human. And our sex life is great. And like just everything. I'm like, wait, that's, and then my kids love you. And I'm like, that's not fair. I'm like, mm-hmm. I didn't ask for anything. <laughs> And he didn't. And that's the thing is, it's like, will I probably drag her into a couple of my therapy sessions? Yeah, I probably will. Um, it's probably inevitable. It's probably good, though. I mean, um, I, would, I would love to go. I don't you know. Because it's like, you know, the I, I realize now what therapy is. It's not to, it, there's no quick fix to any of it. It's processing, it's understanding it. And then it's coming up with the knowledge to when those repeating habits and situations start presenting themselves again because they're always there of how you react and how you handle them differently than what you've been always doing in the past and that's the thing like with with her like I've I've noticed like the differences now of like I don't really want attention from anyone like I don't really care for attention from anyone it's kind of annoying um when I get attention from anyone besides you yeah. And I find myself aggravated with stuff now that I was never aggravated with before. And I don't know why that is, but there's things that, you know, that's, it comes around to, you know, the swinging lifestyle. You know, we were gung-ho all about this whole lifestyle and we got to be active in this lifestyle. and we gotta ask. We've been active in this lifestyle. We know what this lifestyle is about. I mean, we believe in it, but it's... If it's done for the right purposes, and I think, like, I like women, that's how we initially got into it. And then it's like, oh, well, maybe we know we want to explore it. It's hard to just find, you know, single women, explore the other side of it. 
And it was never like, we've never ever, people are like, oh, is it lifestyle related? Oh, will you let him do that? Nothing we went through was lifestyle related. Absolutely nothing. But yeah. maybe even worse, probably if we weren't, or the same. Like, none of it was lifestyle related. Lifestyle people, we've never had a bad experience in the lifestyle as far as like physical like experiences we've had. We're still friends, everybody. Nothing yeah. weird, nothing bad. Like, we've actually been very, very fortunate in the lifestyle. And so, like, none of that was ever an issue. Like, I was never, we, we never really experienced any jealousy in the lifestyle, like, right. seeing you with anyone else. Like, we've been so good about our boundaries in the lifestyle. And so, but the way we kind of feel about it is, like, I don't really have a strong desire to be with other men. He has, like, literally no desire to be with anyone. Yeah. <laughs> and so, it's kind of like this thing where we're like, yeah, I still like women. And, like, you know, I mean, I mean, I make contact, content with a friend. And you were there and filmed and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it's kind of like, we're not going to say we, we're not in the lifestyle. We're, we're lifestyle advocates. If it's done for the right reason, allows people to explore their sexuality it's fulfill fantasies. Like if it's done for those right reasons. And there's even parts of the lifestyle that we like. Like I liked I like it when we have sex and we're watched. You know, there's yeah, certain, there's yeah, certain yeah, yeah. parts yeah. of the lifestyle still that you know, people always think that you know, swingers it's all about just swapping. Oh, because you want to your, your man's not enough for you. And I'm like that that yeah. aggravates me me more than anything because I don't feel the need to be with another man ever again the rest of my life. I'm totally content. Um mine is I like women. And so sometimes it's fun to play with women and be right. like, well, why are you with a man? It, still like a partner, still love him. I still like men. I still want to be with you. But sometimes I like to play with women and there's other women that like that. So like, why is, it's, it's allowed. Mm-hmm. So yes, we are lifestyle advocates. We will be in the lifestyle. We will, you know, I mean, but right at this like given moment, it's not something we're actively seeking at all. We're spending a lot of time together. We're focused primarily on making money and growing our business. We're right. very busy. Um, and so it's just not, and we're, we have a very busy fall coming up. Um, we have a lot of events and then my daughter is into her like band competition season. So like, we just, it's not like our main focus of like having to hook up with other people. Like, do we love meeting friends in lifestyle? Do we think it's hot to go to clubs? Do we think it's fun to like, you know, like make content? Like, yeah, but it's not like something that we're just like actively seeking at this given moment, but we're definitely not against the lifestyle by any means. This hasn't, this was never lifestyle related. Right. And I don't think that's what a lot of people realize. I mean, the one thing I can say, like the, the benefits of the lifestyle, like if you truly have a partner that you love, like you will go, you can go through deep shit with them easier than you could somebody that you never had some of these really awkward weird conversations ever yeah. with. Eric and I have talked more and I've had more deep conversations and more real life real emotions than I did and not and also in a very non non-toxic way in a very healthy way and a very healthy conversations and not abusive way but I did with my ex-husband who I was with for 12 years. Yeah. So it's yeah, the lifestyle can definitely be done um, in a very mature, healthy way if your relationship's in you know in the, in the right place and it, you're doing it for the right reasons and right. knowing you're doing it for the right reasons. Because that's the other thing too is I still have men. They're like, oh, can I? Is it my turn yet? Do I get to hook up with you? And I'm like, that's so disgustingly disrespectful to your wife to me. Like you're just wanting to sleep with other women. That's yeah. gross. So that's a real huge turn off for me. Like things like that. Like I don't find that appealing in a lifestyle. And so that's not how our relationship is. It never was, never has been. No, we even talked about like the, the, like we actually like it when couples are like all about each other and stuff. And that was one yeah, of the like things when the guys, like, like when you meet a guy, like we've met some friends, like, mm-hmm. even like when we did the event, like that cute couple, like it's yeah. more about wanting us oh to like, have a good time. They're and just cool people. No, like, you know, like 
it's almost like when yeah they're just like the wives are having or letting their wives or even their husbands kind of even like with our other friends or the uh-huh. guys by like kind of letting them explore their sexuality but they're still really into each other like to me that's hot and that's fun and like doing like kind of fun activity together but yeah so so yes yeah. we are still lifestyle advocates we do believe in the lifestyle for the right reasons mm-hmm. um, but it comes down to you know for the right reasons even with yeah. me i've realized like a huge turnoff with me in the lifestyle is I mean, I don't think you're always a bad person. I don't think you're always a good person, but you also can sense kind of where somebody is in life. And, you know, I've ran into a couple of guys that just really just turn me away from a lot of everything just because I'm like, I see who you are right now. And, well, I don't, and everybody's not who they seem. We've all Yeah, and, and I don't agree hear, with that. And, and, we and, hear the backstories of yeah, a lot of what people see on social media. And, and, and you know, the I, truth. Yeah, my thing is, you know, do my other thing is do what's in your gut and what's in your heart. Like, if you guys are just doing it for, if you're doing it just for fun and you're doing it because you, you know, you have spicy time afterwards and it's and like cool. Like, okay, all, all the power to you. But you're it, genuinely fulfilling like yeah. fantasies together. Like that's hot, and you you love each other. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it's it's one of those things. Like, it's not just it's not about hooking up. It's it's. I, I think a cool part of this lifestyle really is the closeness that you can have with your partner and the vulnerability and the honesty that you can have. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's up to, I think, you know, the, the, the people involved to be that. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it's it's been a hell of a... And apparently we're married now. Uh, <laughs> apparently we're married and now. Everyone, then everyone's like, oh, you're just trying to fix it with getting married. So, again, people just see what they see on social media, you know, brief clips on our TikToks and things like that. So Eric and I had always kind of talked about getting emotionally married. It had been a lot of conversations that we'd had even before all this happened. And, you know, we broke up. And even, like, when we started hanging out again, and even, like, he was, like, moved back in and was here. And, you know, we started even making some TikToks together. People were like, oh, are you guys back together? And I, and I was, like, very no. firm. I'm like, no, we're not. We're not back together. We are not. I'm not just going to be like, yeah, you know, like, I was like, no. I We're just going to spend a little bit and, like, see how things go and stuff like that. Well, I was like, Eric's birthday was coming up in August and I was like, okay. And we had like a little getaway planned and we had all this stuff planned already before we broke up. We'd already had like a little getaway planned. We had some concerts with like a really fun week. And August is really hard for Eric because it was, he, it's his birthday, but it's also, he lost his dad on the 13th of August Mm. and he lost his ex-wife on the, or wife on the the 27th of August and his birthday is the 17th. So right smack down in the middle. And he's always hated August. His birthdays have been terrible the last several years. Like he just, and he was always like, poor me. I hate August. Poor me, Uh poor me. And I was like, that's, I was like, okay, but you get the choice. You're an adult now. You have the choice to make your life what you want it to. Yes. You're allowed to be angry and hate them. But they do not get to define what you do with your life moving forward anymore. Like, stop the pity party, suck it up, and let's, like, have fun. So I was determined to make his birthday fun. And so I had, um, so we weren't together, and I was like, oh, well, I'll be cute. Ow! Sorry, the cat scratched me. Um, well, I'll be cute and, at, you know, like, ask him to, like, be with me on his birthday, and we can be back together. Like, I was like, oh, that'll be kind of cute, because we were, you know, had this little, like, romantic getaway plan. Well, then, Eric, I get out of the shower, like, what, the week before your birthday? Yeah. I get out of the shower, and in the bathroom, there's, like, flowers and, like, a cute little note that says... It was... I, I was like, will you be my girlfriend? Yes or no? I I will always love you. No, I'll always be a work in pro- I'll, I'll always... I'll always... 
I'll always love you, but I'll always be working on you're you. Like, too, or... No, you're like, I'll always be a work in progress, but I'll always love you yeah, or something. That's what like... it was. I'll, I will always be a work in progress, but I will always love you. Yeah, and it was yeah. this cute little note. So, of course, I was like, yes. But I was like, you ruined your birthday surprise. But we'd always kind of talked about wearing rings and being, like, emotionally committed. And I was like, and Eric really did, str is str yeah, struggled, and he has struggled with, why do you love me? Why? And like, how could you love me? How? And, like. And like, I just I just accept it now because I still struggle with that. I just accept he's it like, now. How could people <laughs> love me? That's, he's never actually, he's never like his ex like you know his ex wife not the one that took her life but his ex wife was like you know she was with him just for money or you know like comfort and he, like he was like people actually love me like he just always felt like he just had to be a provider. He was like you just love me for just because you love me. Like he he has a really hard time grasping that like that someone could just love him without him providing anything. Right, I, I had a core belief that I wasn't worthy of love. Yeah. And that was from my childhood, even. Yeah, and he had to provide and show his, you know, show his parents, show people that he was, you know, to make a lot of money or do this just to, like, be, he had to offer something besides just himself. Mm -hmm. And so I was always like, you know, I love you just for who you are. Like, I always have. It was never about what you can give me or provide for me or anything. I was like, I fell in love with you because of who you are. And so, um, I don't know. I just thought it'd be cute to get him a ring. We had talked about it. And so... I got yeah. a ring on a paddle board. Mm -hmm. And then we got my ring, which we had mm -hmm. talked about before. We hadn't even kind of looked at it. We had looked at rings. Mm -hmm. We've gone ring shopping. Mm -hmm. So we are, I guess, engaged, but also we're never going to get legally married. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. So we're, we're emotionally we're married. We're emotionally married. And yeah, we are committed. Yes. Yeah. So yes, we didn't just do it just because we broke up. We had talked about it before, but it was something that we just felt like was a good step and like where we're at right now. And we wanted to, yeah, we just were ready to take that step and be emotionally married. Yeah. So, yeah. So. That's where we've been the last month. That's where we've been. Um, Eric's been working again, but he is, he is done now. Done now again. Done now again, which is awesome. We are just balls to the wall, focusing on Unicorn Landing. We've got lots of events coming up. We're headed to Vegas this next weekend. And then we go to Nashville. And then we go to Seattle, and then Florida, and then Portland, Portland. and a Boise event Boise again, again. Yeah. all before the end of the year. Um, and then just, yeah, focusing on growing Unicorn Landing and all of our social media, just keep doing our weekly podcasts. And our podcast, we, the topics may, I mean, we still may do lifestyle, but it, I think it will still do lifestyle stuff. I mean, it's kind of who right. we are, but we'll do a lot more of like real and raw and like just where what we stand and like that's the thing i also sorry oh, i also kind of like was having this like feeling with the lifestyle like i didn't want to ever talk bad about the lifestyle or say what i don't like about the lifestyle because i didn't want to offend any other you know here i have this platform and other people listen to my podcast and other creators and things like that but i was like oh it's okay my opinion is valid i'm not putting anyone else down i'm not kink shaming but how i feel and how i like about the, the thing it's okay for me to not be okay with certain things about the lifestyle or certain things about non-monogamy, things like that. Once again, all females in the lifestyle or interested in the lifestyle, don't forget to check out unicornlanding.info. So yeah, I think just being more like real and honest about... Because that's a hard thing. That was the thing I always had the uh, problem with and I, I've, I've ended up, I've noticed now that I, and I can address it and be okay with it of like my challenge with this lifestyle is that so many people portray this lifestyle in only a positive light 
which there are positive sides to it, but there's also other real sides to it. Well, people also have real and, lives, real life relationship yeah. issues, family issues, kid issues. Like that's the other thing too. Is like we just walk around hunky dory, like everything is great. But like, even though what we're going through is lifestyle related, like it's still a very genuine like relationship yeah. issues, and it's good to touch on all of that. And yeah. it's good just to be real. Mm-hmm. You know, the more real you are, the more honest you are. It, it allows other people to even form an opinion of a lifestyle or of, you know, relationships or whatever by hearing the real of it. Because we as human beings know that there's a good side and a bad side to everything. And that's what I really like. And, and I appreciate even her, you, of, of how you are, is you're just real, you know. So, uh, yeah. I'm, yeah, and I've struggled a lot in my life, but I think at this point in my life, I really am sh- my biggest thing is like really just focusing on being a really good human, being good to other people, being kind, um, not judging other people. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of where I'm at in life. And I feel like we have the ability to really like be genuine advocates and relationship advocates and be able to help other people. I also feel like we can really make a difference helping other new people in the lifestyle with the realness of it. And it's not just one big party and one big, you know, like click. Yeah. It's not one big click. It's not one big, you know, there's so many aspects in life that I didn't stand for as a kid that were, was something of me, even in my childhood that made me proud to be not a click, not a group. I wanted everyone included you know, I wanted everyone to feel comfortable. I wanted everyone to feel safe. I wanted everyone to just be able to be who they were. That was what I stood for. I hated bullies. Mm-hmm. I hated cliques. I hated those groups in school. Um, and respect and, is huge. And, and I think there's a lot of disrespect. Others. And I think, yeah. So that's kind of where we're at and where we'll probably move forward with our podcasts. And, and have some fun at the same time. Yeah, we do. That's nice. Do. So, yeah. It's probably a two-parter, podcast 19, part one, part two. Is that how you do it? Probably. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you for supporting The Impulsive Duo. Make sure to check out theimpulsiveduo.com for more.